So you're telling me that you would rather sit in a car for hours and drive to the site than, you know, just be on your computer and answering phone calls and stuff? Like, come on, explain this to me. Why would you rather do that? I just do not like the remote monitoring process at all. Okay. And maybe it was the company that I'm with and how, I don't know what else to say, anal they were about it, <laughs> but it was bad. So I was like, I don't want to do this. I'd rather just be like out, you know, getting my per diem. Right. right. Traveling, seeing some places. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like my mindset. And I mean, if they really wanted me to do remote monitoring, I would have, but I just didn't like sitting still for that long. And I, I just felt like it was, it was a good look because, you know, it's actually more profitable to, to accomplish these um, or carry out, conduct these on-site visits than the remote ones. So it also just looked better from a, uh, a business standpoint. So that's what I did. And, um, you know, it lasted pretty long, but then eventually a lot of sites were starting to crack down, especially my Northern sites mm-hmm. on um, visitors, yep. uh, I guess, as like the vaccine development increased and they started doing more rigorous testing. Um, I guess like the PCR testing came out, sites were like, oh no, we need, we need to like redo our SOPs. And, uh, a lot of people were testing positive at the sites. So they had to quarantine. It was just a mess. So oh, wow. eventually I did have to go to remote monitoring and I got used to it. Um, but like I said, it was just essentially a lot more, um, uh, you know, hoops and ladders to jump through and climb. And, you know, it was just, uh, Hoops and ladders. I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was just it was just a lot more of a production. And um, I'm just glad that we actually can be on site again and that I'm flying again. And it's you know, less action items too. Action items galore yeah. when you're remote. It's just yeah. everything. You know, monitor will physically reconcile, blah, 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 when on site. And you just keep pushing it out because yep. you never know when this due date is going to be feasible. Yep. So, so, why. so do you think your disdain for remote monitoring has to do with the processes necessarily weren't put in place because no one could have expected this COVID thing to happen for, and for so long? Or do you think it's just always going to be that annoying to do? I think that it was just kind of done on, a, on the fly. Um, and I don't blame them. I mean, it was an unprecedented event and we didn't really know where it would take us. Um, you know, remote monitoring has been a thing, but being that there was so much uncertainty and unforeseen events occurring, we had no idea when we could actually be on site. So it completely changed the whole dynamic of remote monitoring. When you don't know when you can actually be on site, it's a whole different animal, right? Yep. Um, so I think that as we progress, you know, um, eventually remote monitoring will not be as common. We'll still, you know, have our on-site visits. But I also think a lot of companies realize the value of remote monitoring uh, from, you know, price point and the ability to accommodate it. Because if people are traveling, obviously there's unforeseen events. But if you're doing remote, you're more likely to be able to hit that um that window for a visit. Um, You're more likely to be able to clean more data because you're not worrying about um, travel 
um, interruptions, other things coming up. So if it's like strictly for SDV, it might be a little more efficient, um, especially if they're using like a uh, an EMR or like a specific um, system like uh, Creo or Veos or something like that. There's like a million different, um, you know, secure server systems. A lot of them use like FileZilla and those upload the password protected encrypted documents and whatnot. But I do think it's going to become more common of a practice. I don't know when that'll implement. I think it's going to be in like the next like five years because a lot of companies have realized like we can achieve a lot remotely. Yes, but you, you can. still need those visits on site to make sure that the sites are being properly run. There's proper PI oversight. Absolutely. Um, and that all the things they said at the PSV um, and during the SIV and you know throughout the interim visits are still there it's still um you know up to par essentially so yeah i don't think i don't think we'll ever go fully remote but i do think it'll eventually be integrated uh at a higher capacity you're 100 percent right i told you because it's actually my site in richmond my monitoring window is 26 weeks and that's the on-site that's it 26 weeks that's crazy it's a lot that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot of weeks and the rest it and is and in the middle is in the interim is remote monitoring so it's that's sucks. twice a year. I know. So that's why that's why I'm gonna say you better be there in December when I come up there. <laughs> I'm here, man. Come see me. <laughs> the house will be ready too. All right. I look forward to seeing it. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just crazy. Um, like you said, I think over the next five years there's gonna be a bigger push because now every protocol is gonna have some kind of remote contingency in it. Uh, because yeah. of COVID. Right. Hopefully it's more refined too because it has been really sloppy and like yes. you know on the fly as I said. I mean, and it so. should have been. I mean, it was a pandemic that just came out of nowhere. So yep. Any anyone that was prepared for that, you got a question like, what kind of intel they had <laughs> the yeah, situation? See if they, see if they have some uh, some backdoor interest in Pfizer, Moderna, exactly Johnson and Johnson or something. Exactly. But let me ask you this: Do you think mm. uh, CROs? like remote monitoring like from the company structure or they're just adapting to the to the times and what the sponsors want so CROs especially if they're publicly traded I mean they're profit centric like they're all about their bottom line and uh, I personally don't know I haven't looked in this so it's a really good point there but I wonder if remote visits if they're occurring consistently are they more profitable than than actual on-site visits i don't know and maybe they will be eventually like if they restructure their budgets and their contracts and whatnot um but i know it might more so be for the sponsors more profitable because they don't have to worry about travel yep expenses hotels rental cars tolls all that stuff um, tolls yeah per diem <laughs> <laughs> i mean dude some tolls are really they really add up. Okay. <laughs> especially especially when you hit those express lanes too. Yeah. And when to you're traveling when you're traveling for work, I'm sure you only hit the express lanes, right? When it you know, I'm not gonna incriminate myself, but I will <laughs> okay. say if it <laughs> if uh if I'm running late or something like that, it is it means a whole difference, man. It means <laughs> if I'm running late. It means I'm saving thirty minutes <laughs> of my life. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm pulling trigger. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I've driven so, I've driven up to uh, DC and there's a couple tolls and I've definitely hit the express lanes. 
<laughs> oh yeah, you can you can accumulate like forty bucks if you hit every pass every single exit on that expressway. Yeah, expressway. Yeah. Wow. No, you're right. It does shave a lot of time, but it's funny because if, if if I was coming up there for a personal, you know, I might wait a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you when you see those uh those easy pass uh remarks on your statement, you're like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I'll uh, sit in traffic next time. <laughs> hop on ways. I'll hop on ways next there, time. There you go. 